Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, we're just starting a new podcast. It's going to be called Time Out uh, with Rob and Lou. And uh, we hope you're all going to like this. We're going to have a lot of fun takes and all the uh, NBA news that drops and uh, a lot of Celtics takes, as you, you'll find out, because we're Celtics fans. Uh, hope you're all going to like the show. And uh, I'm going to drop this off to Lou real quick. Hello, guys. It's Lou. Yeah, it's going to be a... Uh... It's gonna be a blast, you know, to to do this sort of thing. Um, you know, it's been in the works, you know, but uh, yeah, I'm just excited to get this underway uh, with you, Rob, and uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy it. So, uh, first off, uh, me and Lou are gonna get to to some takes real quick. Um, one of the things that we wanted to talk about first and get this out of the way is that um. The Russell Westbrook signing with the Clippers, I think it's going to be a really nice fit, and I think that it's going to be Westbrook's time finally to resurge himself into being at least closer to the player that he used to be. Um, I know he already had a really nice first game, and uh, I feel like it's going to be a nice it's going to be a nice pickup for the Clippers, and uh, it just definitely, in my opinion, improved improved their title odds. Um, I'm not saying that they're going to be like the favorites in the West right now or anything like that, but they definitely got a good chance. So, um, like I said, I hope Westbrook does turn things around because he's a, he always was a nice player, and uh, I just didn't think that the fit with I personally didn't think that the fit with the Lakers was very good for him. Too many ball dominant people, uh, and on this, I think it's going to be a lot more free flowing, more his style. Um, I'm going to throw this off to Lou. Yeah, and I think you know. Um... You know, with a player of his caliber, him finally getting a chance, you know, to win an NBA title is, uh, you know, Clippers are a dark horse. So, um, you know, this is we're doing this after his first game, which was a pretty, I mean, pretty uh, vintage Russell Westbrook, you know, performance. And, uh, you know, this is while well, his second game is going on. But, uh, yeah, great first performance from Russell Westbrook. You know, this is This is the kind of team where he doesn't really have to be, you know, the ball-dominant point guard that he was used to being, you know, places like OKC. Uh, but, you know, I'm just excited for him to, uh, for him to finally get a chance to, be, uh, to do something. And uh, just a yeah, really good player, too. You know, I don't really understand all the Westbrook slander, uh, Russell Westbrook. You know, as people say, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really happy for him, and hopefully he can do great things with Clippers. Yeah, he may be Russell Westbrook, but uh, he's very good at a lot of a lot of other things, like making his teammates better around him, doing uh, mad assists, getting rebounds, missed a triple double. So shout out to Russell Westbrook. Let's hope uh, that his career gets turned around again. So now we're moving along. Um, there's uh, there's some new, kind of new news, but it's not totally new. Um, we found out that Pat Beverly, the Lakers, when he obviously they traded him away to the Magic, we knew the Magic was going to buy him out. Um, I was a little bit surprised that the Bulls picked him up because right now the Bulls ain't really a, um, a playoff caliber team, and I think that he would be a good fit with. Uh, you know, a little bit better of a fit with a playoff team, but um, it's like his 
a hometown team, right, Lou? So he's, uh, you know, he just wanted to go home. Good, uh, probably a good thing for him to be able to go back home. Uh, and we, and he already made a comment how he's gonna beat the Lakers the two times that he faces them. So <laughs> we know Pat Bev's got revenge on his mind, but uh, should help out the Bulls a little bit. Maybe they'll be a little bit better of a team. Maybe uh, get into the play-in and stuff. We all know Pat Bev's the play-in champ. You know, likes to celebrate. Go on a scoring table, you know, go for that big rah-rah for that playing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely thought that was uh, newsworthy. And uh, we're going to uh, we're gonna pass this over to Lou because he's got some takes of his own. All right, so another point here. Uh, sticking with the Bulls, um, they unfortunately shut down Lonzo Ball for the rest of the season with a knee injury. And he hasn't played a lot in the last two years, and it sucks because, you know, he was really getting his, uh, you know, not career turned around, you say, but he was finally, you know, he showed flashes why he was picked where he was, and the Bulls are clearly a lot better with him, and with him on the bench, it's it sucks because, you know, knee injuries... One of those things where, you know, could could limit the explosiveness of a player. I'm not really saying Lonzo Ball was an explosive player, but, you know, knee injuries, uh, they tend to, I mean, they, yeah, they, you know, ruin some people's career. And he was, you know, like I said, really uh, getting it to where people expected him to be with Chicago. Uh, and it sucks. It really does. Especially seeing that Lonzo Ball was a nice, promising, has been a nice, promising young player and uh, does a lot of nice things when he's out healthy on the court. So let's just hope for a nice speed recovery for him. Uh, shout out to the Bulls and the uh, the Lonzo Ball recovery. Um, but yeah, um, hopefully the knee issues doesn't hinder him at all with his career. Uh, being a Celtics fan and all, we know what happened with KG after he got that knee injury the next year. Uh, he wasn't quite the same player for a while, but uh, let's just hope uh, Lonzo Ball, I'm not comparing him to KG by any means, but uh, I'm saying as far as the knee affecting a person's career, I just hope it doesn't uh, doesn't mess uh, mess his career up at all. But uh, yeah, um, we're going to move along to another topic that we just recently found out not long ago, and uh, you know, quickly going to say... Um, we're going to be posting all this stuff on Spotify and eventually on YouTube. So hopefully when you guys listen, you guys will uh, have opinions and give us some feedback. Give us some stuff on what you think we should talk about or more things we should do or do better. Um, all the fans are going to be appreciated and uh, we just hope we hear your feedback. But uh, we're moving along right now to um, the Atlanta Hawks recently um, just signed uh, a new head coach, uh, Quinn Snyder. Uh, he was a uh, coach for the Jazz for many years. Um, they were in the playoffs, always a good team. Um, they never got over that hump, which it is hard, obviously, to, to win a championship. But they um, they always were in it. They were always a good team, solid team, second-round-ish team, uh, you know, top-four seeding type team. Um, I think it'll help a young team like the Hawks with an experienced coach. Um, I know they had an experienced coach before, but I feel like with this particular coach he's had some success with winning seasons and uh I just hope that um for the Hawks sake they got a nice promising young group with Trey Young and John Collins to the DeJounte Murray 
um, I feel like a, a good veteran head coach can get them in line because they're definitely better than a nine seed in the East. And uh, hopefully he can bring the best out of them and uh, make them succeed to their fu- their fullest potential. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to gonna see what Lou has for a take for us. Uh, there you go. Yeah, and he was, a, like you said, a very, very solid coach in Utah. It's just, um, unfortunately, you know, there's a team, teams like, you know, Golden State and, uh, you know, teams like, you know, back a few years ago, like Houston, um, that, you know, you had to deal with them. And I don't know if Utah had necessarily the experience or the talent to, to match up with those teams, and I think that's why they couldn't get over the hump. But, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's a great hire for Atlanta. You know, they just need, just need some stability um, with the kind of team they have. Like you said, they're definitely better than a nine seed. I mean, we saw a couple of years ago they made a run to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, so it's they they definitely have the talent to to get you know to that next step. It's just a matter of you know whether they can gel together. And uh, I think Quinn Snyder will definitely help in that process. I appreciate that, Lou. Uh... You know, like we, like I said, I hope you all give us a lot of feedback on um, all these things that we're talking about and uh, let us know what you all think. Um, but, yeah, now we're going to um, move along. Uh, we're going to talk uh, briefly about the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they, they've won 14 straight games. Um, they seem to be really flowing well, gelling well. Um, they beat our Celtics, you know, even though we didn't have our starters playing. But, um, you know, that. They've they've been beating teams a lot. Obviously, 14 straight is a good accomplishment. Um, They won yesterday. Um, They won today, rather, without Giannis being in against the Suns. So, I mean, you know, that's a good team win. I mean, the Suns is a very solid team. We all know they don't have KD in yet. But, um, you know, they have a good squad that uh, went to the finals a couple years ago. you know, they had, like, the best record last year, even though they lost in the second round. You know, it's a good squad out there. So for the Bucks to beat them without Giannis today, um, that does show um, a lot from the Bucks. And uh, hopefully everything's good with Giannis and it's not like a nagging injury that holds him back for a while because he's one of the great players in the league we have today and uh, one of the fiercest competitors we have and uh, in this game today. So let's just hope for uh, him to have a... Um, Quick healing for his injury. But, um, yeah, I'm going to sh- uh, throw this over to Lou and see what he thinks about all this. And just a quick point of, you know, as a Celtics fan, I don't think, you know, we're – I don't think anyone else besides us is going to come out of the East. You know, I think we have a very good chance to come out of the East again. Um, but the Bucks are probably the only team I would say, you know, maybe Philly, but – you know, Philly is, you know, sometimes iffy. Um, and I think Milwaukee is the only team that will probably give us a run for our money. You know, I could see it, you know, maybe on six or seven. But, yeah, I mean, 14 straight, that's that's insane. You know, as a Celtics fan, we were, you know, up a few games on the Bucks, And, you know, we thought we had the one seed locked in and uh, – now we turn and, you know, they're only a half game back of us. So, 
It's uh, we really have to win every single game because it looks like the Bucks aren't going to be stopped really anytime soon. So hopefully, you know, like you said, hopefully Giannis can get back and and healthy. And uh, I mean, the Bucks will just be that much scarier uh, with him. So thank you, Lou. Thank you, Lou, for that uh, good take you had on the Bucks and Giannis. But uh, we're gonna move along. Uh, we're gonna actually talk about a topic we really like to talk about. We're gonna be talking about our Celtics a little bit here. Um, talk about the uh, the Celtics victory against the Pacers in overtime the other day. Uh, that that was crazy. I mean, Indiana is not really, to be honest with you, really a good team at all. But um, for them to be going to overtime against the Pacers, I was really upset about that. To be honest, um, you know, I don't like when our team plays down to our competition rather than just playing at our level. But uh. You know, the Pacers, they gave us a good run for our money in that game. And, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, Miles Turner was making mad points. I think he had like 40 at least, right? Ooh, yeah. Like 40 points. Um, you know, Jalen Brown had a good game with a 30 and 11. Uh, you know, first game with the mask. <clears throat> Vintage Brown mask JB, you know what I'm saying? He's a problem. But, uh, you know, Jason Tatum. You know, he didn't really have one of his best games either. But, um, you know, he did have 31 points. But, like, his shooting-wise, he was not shooting very well in that game. Um, you know, when it, went to, when it went to overtime, you know, it was um, – I'm glad we took care of business. But it was nice to have Tatum get that tipping uh, sealer, the game-tipping sealer there. They put us up by four. That was crazy because he missed the shot. I was able to go over. At least he hustled for that for that tip. He tipped it in to seal the fate for our win. But uh, you know, it goes to show a lot about Tatum. You know, having a bad game. You know, shooting wise, but he stays engaged, getting his rebounds. You know, getting uh, attacking the rim like that. He could have had his head down about missing it, the game sealer. But instead, he went and charged in to get that game tipping, uh, sealing uh, point there. So um. Just uh, really glad we uh, at least got the win. wasn't uh, wasn't pretty, but uh, it goes to show a lot about our team that we uh, we fight and we fight and uh, you know we don't um, we don't give up. We just uh, do everything we can in our power to win. Um, I'm gonna throw it to Lou, see what he thinks about that game against the Pacers, and because uh, I know it was a wild one. Yes, it definitely was, and you know honestly, I'm I'm glad to see. You know, the Celtics pull out a game like that because I think in years past, you know, we'd let that game slip away from us against a team we should beat. Uh, you know, Indiana, you know, they're a couple games back, obviously, you know, the 10, 10 spot. You know, so they're also fighting as well. Uh, but, you know, to get a win against a really scrappy team, to, you know, like I said, really... uh Get a game we really needed to because earlier on, like I said, Milwaukee just isn't, you know, going anywhere. They're just going to be right behind us until the end. These win we need these wins against the teams that are, you know, not the greatest in teams that we really need to beat. Uh, yeah. I mean, and this is, this is also, that was also the one, I think, was it the first game or the second game? that the entire starting five of the Celtics 
finally played all together. Just 29, they played just 29 minutes together before that Pacers game all season long. So it just goes to show you, you know, some of the injury issues we've been dealing with and we're, we're just chugging along and, you know, got to give, you know, credit to, yeah, to the depth and just really being able to just stick it out and get the win and, yeah. That was good, yeah. That's really good, uh, Lou. Good points about that Pacers-Celtics game. Uh, you know, uh, we also wanted to talk about um, that wild, wild, thrilling game last night against the 76ers. You know, um, <clears throat> I thought it was crazy, but, uh, you know, we uh, we were up at one point in the beginning. I felt pretty comfortable. Then all of a sudden we gave it up and uh, gave up the lead. We ended up letting Philly in the third quarter take over to go 15 up. And um, I was like, I don't even know how that even happened. It was crazy. But Joel Embiid, he kept attacking. We had no answer for him for some reason yesterday. We kept fouling him a lot. Like, it was really frustrating. And um, the thing that really sparked us yesterday um, was Al Horford in that third quarter. Um, he had been 0 for 3 up until the point of that third quarter. And uh, the Philly fans, you know, we know how they are. They, you know, they were ragging him. You know, shout out to my Philly fans that are going to be listening to us. But uh, they were ragging him and uh, getting on his case. And uh, he said it turned him on because uh, Al, Hur- Al Horford, OG right there, he's over there splatting. They gave him these wide open threes. He could have 10 sandwiches for those threes. He could have ate 10 sandwiches for some of those shots and still made the shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, put some respect on that man's name, OG, 36 years old, you know? He's over there making wide, they're giving him wide open threes. Like, he made the first one, great. The second one is a pull-up, wide open. They didn't, they even backed off of him. And then, like, two more sandwiches that they gave him that was wide open. I don't even know how they could do that, but they did. That's Philly for you. They, you know, they didn't adjust. They kept letting him shoot, and, uh, you know, it was crazy. We went from 15 down in that third to being up two to go into that fourth quarter. And uh, it was crazy towards the end there because, um, you know, it was a quite a fight going back and forth, back and forth, you know. That last play was big, though. You know, that, that timeout, Joe Mazzula called a, had those two timeouts in his pocket, called that second one, and uh, the setup was perfect. That inbounds to Smart perfect pass so that's going to be the one of the most underrated parts i think of that play like how great of a pass smart had to give on that because he threaded the needle perfectly on in stride for tatum right under that defender and then tatum as we all know loves his step backs he he got him and you know quick dime stop step back with a second 1.3 seconds to hit that shot to go ahead the game winner it's crazy that shows about tatum once again you know lou because tatum's over there having a rough game, and then he comes in clutch when it's needed. That just shows a lot to his growth, and that's a big reason why I think we're going to win this year because I feel like our team's grown a lot from losing last year with what happened. But, um, but yeah, and then what was even more crazy about that, what was in the Mike Breen, he's like, he's like, bang, you know, his famous bang, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, Tatum's got his back turned. Joel Embiid chucks up a full-court shot and hits it. And I was like, what the heck? And Lou, I was with Lou at the time. We're watching the game. I'm like, what the heck? And 
Then they're like, no good. I'm like, phew. But uh, it just shows how wild that game was. You know, I'm glad we all these wins count a lot, especially like what we said with the Bucks. You know, we're not trying to give up that number one spot. You know, but uh, but yeah, that was a wild game. We're gonna hear what Lou has to say about that game because that that was crazy, and I want to hear what my boy here has got to say about that game. Yeah, just beyond wild. I mean, when Tatum hit that shot, I was like, okay, we we got this in the bag, and then Embiid, you know, just throws. A 70-footer just for the hell of it. And I was like, okay, whatever. And he hits it. And obviously, you know, in real time, you can't really tell whether he got the shot off or not. Thankfully, he didn't. But I was celebrating from the Tatum made three to go up. And he just throws a full-court shot up just as a prayer. And he hits it. And my jaw just dropped. I was like, are you kidding me? This is going to happen again. And, you know, thankfully, I, you know, Embiid knew it. Embiid was like, yeah, this it's no good. And as soon as I saw, you know, Philly actually walked into the tunnel before the, the call was official. And I was like, okay, we, it's over. And, you know, they came back and called it off. But um, it was just wild. The, the range of emotions to go from that Tatum three to the, to the near buzzer beater. That and be it, it was just a chuck. It was a hail mary, just throw. He could do it side with like one hand. Yeah, one hander. I was like, like I said, my jaw was like on the floor. I was like, God. And, but thankfully, thankfully we pulled out the win. Like you said, an off night from Tatum. But I think you know if Tatum even had half of you know the output he usually does, that that game does not end like that. I see the Celtics probably. You know, kind of comfortably winning that game, but Jesus, it was just just amazing. It was an amazing game, amazing team in Philly. Um, Joel Embiid is really but, really nice. Yes, player. and you know, thankfully we got the win. Yeah. And uh, this time, I think we're both gonna gonna be talking about this on this one. Is uh, what do you what do you think, Lou, about this? About the uh, we ended up seeing after the game, JB. You know, again, shout out to our Philly fans out there. But JB said that a Philly fans were telling him before the game, I hope you tear your ACL. But then he said he, he likes playing there because of the environment over there. You know, it's you know it's a fun environment to play in. But that's just overdone. That's like overly crossing the line. Like, I hope you tear your ACL. Like, come on, man. You can say you suck, you know, boo, whatever the case is. But, like, to tell a player who has a, for example – like a family, like whoever, like be rooting for him. He's got, you know, people around him that is close to him. Like to say that you want him to have a career, like I know it's not career threatening as much as it used to be anymore, but like just to set back a man with that type of potential for a whole year, like you want that to happen, like that's just crazy. Like I don't know what you think about that, Lou, but like that's just nuts. Like that's stupid. Yeah, they like, de- they definitely overdid it. Um yeah, that, that that's an over that, that's an understatement. That that's crossing the line. Yeah, uh, but I just you know, just uh, I think that's Philly fans in all sports. Yeah, uh, they're, they're having about their teams, kind of like yeah. we are. But like, I just feel like telling someone to tear the ACL is just like overstepping it. You know? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, at the same time. I kind of like the energy from them. I mean, sometimes Boston fans are. We do. Like, we're not uh, the Saints. We portray yeah, ourselves. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, you know, throwing water bottles at Kyrie and, you know, 
beer bottle one time in a finals against Kobe, which, you know, shout out to our Kobe there. Rest in peace, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, Lou. I like the energy, though. It's gonna, like, it would be a nice series if we had to face Philly in the playoffs. Yeah, I like Philly. I, I don't like them for that reason. Even but though I, we I, technically I, own I, Philly because we win a lot. I definitely. Philly fans are on my, you know, one of my favorite fan bases just because they really don't. Give, we all you know, know. We all know. Troll, like you know, troll Embiid over there likes to you know, uh, say you know, be a troll. But you know, for the fact that we always own them, and he even admitted it. We heard this Lou the last time we beat them, and he was like, you know, what do you expect? They kick our butt every time, like, you know. <laughs> but you know, but this besides the point. That was a really good, you know, game. They got a really good team out there. But uh, yeah. I just wanted, we just want to talk about that real quick. That, we thought that was pretty interesting to talk about. Uh, we're going to move on also. A little bit of another point is, um, you know, how Al Horford was also, you know, commenting about uh, the Philly fans because we all know Al left Philly and, uh, you know, he's playing great with our team. And, uh, you know, they would be ragging on him. They would be ragging on his family all the time. And uh, it was really cool seeing him making those gestures over at the Philly bench all the time, you know. He's the OG of our team, you know, the vet we got there. You know, he's over there splatting. Like, it was nice to see him shutting up those Philly fans. No offense, even though we like your energy. Al Horford was in the building, baby, and he had something to say. He he called W for that game. Let's get it. And now, excuse me, Tatum called game. Let's let's not forget about that. But uh, what do you think, Lou, about Horford with that? <laughs> it was it was definitely uh. You know, fired up Al Horford is one of the most fun players to watch because in that just that fourth quarter, it, it, it was just like he couldn't miss anything. He just couldn't miss. And for, you know, like I said, you know, I really like Philly fans. You know, obviously they do cross the line sometimes. But, um, you know, I think Al Horford, you know, his time in Philly, obviously, he didn't play the best, and I think, you know, maybe he wanted to come back, you know, to a winning side, and he was tired. Yeah, the winning team, he was tired of losing, he didn't you know, carrying, you know. He got swept by the Celtics that one year in the bubble, and he's like, maybe, why did I leave, you know, for, <laughs> for this for this organization here, obviously. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean. But it was, you know, we again, we loved that game. There was a lot of great energy. We, You know, shout out to our Philly fans. You guys are avid fans, just like we are. But uh, we're going to move it along, you know. Again, we're going to post our video. I'm going to mention this again. We're going to post our first one on uh, Spotify. So, uh, you know, listen to us. And then eventually we're going to be moving on to YouTube as well with video and for you guys to be able to comment. But uh, we're going to appreciate all the, the subscribers and all the uh, listeners. Uh, hope you guys are liking it so far, what we're doing here. But uh, we're going to try to keep it as fun, as entertaining as possible. Um, we're going to move along to our last topic, Lou, our last segment, and it's going to be about our bottom four teams in the fight for Wabanyama, you know, because uh, but uh, yeah, um, the four, the final four teams, uh, they're pretty much you know, they're, the yeah, it's between like the Rockets, the the Hornets, the Spurs, and the Pistons. Um, to be honest, you know, all four of those teams, out of all four of them, 
Like, if he ends up with the Spurs, Victor Wabanyama, like, he'd have a great coach, at least, to mentor him if he if Pop stays around. Pistons have a nice little squad over there. He might fit really well with the Pistons, to be honest. And Dwayne Casey's a really nice coach. Um, I feel like that'd be a little bit of a good fit for him. The Rockets, they really have a really young team. And I feel like unless they have a vet coach there to get them in line, that wouldn't be a great fit for him. Um, the Hornets, uh, not really the greatest fit, but it's it would be decent with Lamelo Ball and like a nice little start, like a nice one-two combo. Might be something that would keep Lamelo to want to stay with the Hornets, and they could build a little squad there. Um, but I, in my opinion, like it's between the Pistons and the Hornets out of those four teams that I would like to see Wabanyama go to, and uh, even the number two pick in that draft coming up, we all know is going to be Scoot. You know, that'd be a, either one of those four teams would benefit from having Scoot as well. But, uh, you know, I feel like um, the Hornets may have a little direction if they got Wabanyama because they'd have a nice little core to go forward with. But the Pistons, when Cade Cunningham comes back, they got Jaden Ivey, they got all those nice young talent pieces. I feel like, in my opinion, the Pistons probably would be a good fit for him, especially with that veteran coach, right? You know, Lou, to... Set them in straight, keep them in check, and uh, I feel like that'd be the really best team for him to go to. So uh, let's hope the Pistons end up getting that number one pick. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Detroit basketball. You know, but yeah, Lou, here you go. You know, let's, we're gonna get Lou's last take on this. Yeah, and I agree. I think I would love to see him on the Pistons because the Pistons, I think, are definitely a couple pieces away from taking that next step. They're young, but Dwayne Casey, I think, needs, you know, a couple more years to, to mold this team and really get the experience, you know, of an NBA season for some of these guys. And, you know, a nice little core there with, uh, you know, they could have Jaden Ivey and, you know, maybe Bogdanovich stays. Um, and then one Banyama and Kate Cunningham, Jalen Duran. Uh, you know, they so, a coach exactly, exactly, and the Pistons. And we, know, we know Dwayne Casey has had had a good uh, success with the Raptors in the past with the playoffs experience and all that, so hopefully he can turn that Pistons team around. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if they get one Banyama, you know, obviously they're not going to be, you know, even a playing team. Next season, it's, it's gonna take a you know maybe two years, maybe one more move after. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And Pistons, you know, the fans really deserve you know a, a really you know good team. That and, city is a good city to have for fans. Exactly, and just the way they you know the Pistons are, they'll play you tough. You know their record may show otherwise. You know, some people just look at the record and say, oh, you know, they're not a great team. But, you know, if you, you watch, you know, I've watched, you know, some Pistons, you know, games when they play the Celtics and some Pistons highlights. They, uh, they, they definitely play they definitely play tough. It usually takes big games out of Tatum, like almost 40-point games when we be beating the Pistons. It's crazy. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be it. Uh, we're wrapped up here. Uh, this is our first episode again. You know, Lou, like if, uh, you know, we want all the support, all the subscribes, you know, once, especially when we get on YouTube, all the love we can get, all your comments, 
you guys ever want to comment some topics to throw our way so we can make things interesting and as fun as possible for you guys and uh as you can tell we have a love for basketball a love for the game itself obviously we love the celtics but we love the game of basketball and uh we're going to be posting our episode, Time Out with Robin Lou. It's going to be the first episode. It's going to be on Spotify. Every Sunday, there's going to be a new episode that drops. Um, and eventually, we're moving on to YouTube. And we're going to have video so you guys can see our lovely selves. <laughs> with our Celtics green. You know what I'm saying, Lou? Go Celtics. Banner 18, my G. Yeah, but, yeah, we got this. Uh, you know, appreciate all the love and the support we can get. I'm going to give this to Lou for his final thoughts. Lou's my, one of my boys, my, my, one of my best friends, you know. That makes it even more better for us to be able to talk and do this, you know, with someone that you're close with, you know what I'm saying? But good takes. But, yeah, here's Tolu for his final thought. Yeah, it's just an honor. You know, like we said, it's been in the works for a little bit. It's just an honor, you know, to get on here and, like you said, talk about, you know, the game we love, you know, the game of basketball. And, um, you know, like, like Rob said, you know, we appreciate, you know, feedback, comments, you know, if you want to throw a couple topics in there for us to talk about. You know, maybe we could talk about, you know, favorite team, maybe, you know, comment, you know, your favorite team. And, you know, maybe we could talk about, you know, one or two of them and, you know, really give our insight and thoughts on them. Um, but, yeah, we, we appreciate the feedback and, you know, just, you know, let us know, you know, anything we could do better. And, you know, it's been an honor to, to really get on this and, uh, you know, get the first step in. Uh, just to, you know, making this a hopefully, you know, successful show. And, uh, yeah, I'm really honored to be on here. And it's, you know, get ready for the ride. Yep. You know, good, close friends working together. We got this. I Again, we, we, we appreciate all the support. Uh, and uh, this is going to be it. We're going to close out. This is Time Out with Rob and Lou. Lou. All right, y'all. Thank you.